Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace. Sit back, relax, and listen in. Well, good morning. If I didn't introduce myself, my name is Pastor Arthur Shadwick. I'm the senior pastor here at The Gathering Church. Amen. A place of grace. Amen. Where people far from God experience life in Christ. And I want to give you an official welcome this morning. And I thank you for worshiping the Lord with us during this morning's worship experience. Today we're celebrating Back to Church Sunday. There are literally thousands of churches all over the United States of America this Sunday, September the 18th, celebrating Back to Church Sunday. Back to Church Sunday is a campaign that churches do. This is about its third year in existence now, where basically those who have maybe left church, now we, we all know reasons why people don't come to church, amen, one of the famous quotes is, I don't come to church because church is full of, oh, you know it, amen. Praise the Lord, I don't come to church because I don't dress up. I don't come to church because I can't wear makeup. I don't come to church because I have to wear a dolly over my head. You know, come on, there's a whole bunch of churches out there, amen. And so we have different excuses, but this Sunday is a Sunday to invite those who may have slipped away from church for a while to come back and experience church. God is doing something new in his church. Amen? Amen. It's not the way it used to be years ago or days ago. God is doing something new. We definitely want to invite you to come out and worship with us this morning because we believe that God is doing something new and special here at the Gathering Church. Amen? So we thank God for allowing you to be be here with us this morning. I'm not going to be before you long, but I just want to share a quick word that God had put on my heart. Last Sunday, we had celebrated our 10th anniversary of the 9-11 tragedies. And last Sunday, I mean, you was here last Sunday. You had a good time last Sunday, amen. Praise God. Come on, we give the Lord a praise for that. Amen. We had a good time last Sunday, a time of prayer, a time of remembrance. And that was the focus last Sunday. The, the message was entitled, Remember. And we talked about remembering those God moments in our lives. Remembering God's faithfulness. Remembering his love. Remembering that spiritual resume I spoke about. About all the times that God has got you through in the past. And know that he'll get you through in your future. Amen. The word of God says he will never leave us nor forsake us. But that he'll be an ever-present help. In the time of trouble. But I like that whole concept, remember it. And I like the whole, the whole word re, R-E. And so I said, let's continue with the re. Let's continue with re. And so today I want to talk about, we talked about last week, remember. Let's talk about renew today. Renew. Renew. So we're going to talk about being renewed today. And that's why I chose that song to, to worship with because I feel like God wants to renew us today. If you're honest with yourself, some of you, if not all of us, we need a sense of God's renewing in our lives. Some of us have been lacking in our prayer lives. Come on, let's be honest. Some of you don't pray the way you used to pray. Only when hard times come, you find yourselves really praying. But everything is going well. We're like, okay, Lord, I'll deal with you later. 
or we do God on the run. In other words, oh, I'll get to that later. I, I just spent five minutes reading the scripture, but that's a little word that he gave to me. Son, which I believe in, should not have, have everlasting life. Okay, good. I read my scripture. Praise the Lord. Let's go to work. We do God on the run, you know. And there are times when we find ourselves in a place where we need renewal. We need God's renewing power in our lives. So many of us are exhausted. We're worn out. We're even giving up on our spiritual life. Our energy levels are low. We have a sense of purpose. We're like, what is the meaning of life? Is it just to wake up every morning, brush your teeth, comb your hair, and that's it? What is the meaning? What, what, what is this? Just to go to school and, and get a degree and get a job and that's it? Is there more to life than this? We have lost our sense of purpose. But I'm here to encourage you this morning that God wants to renew, restore, refresh you today by you connecting with him. Christ, God, Jesus Christ, is the life giver. He is the one that can renew us this morning. In this series that I'm calling Re, we're looking at some of the most important words from the Bible that starts with the letter R and E. So we're going to talk about being renewed today. Have you noticed in life things get old and, and worn out like jeans, shoes? Remember the flip cell phone? Some of you still got the flip cell phone. Everybody got a smartphone now. Got an iPhone, got an Android phone, got an Epic phone, got all these new i-something, iPad. I'm preaching from my iPad right now. Everybody has all these devices, but they too get worn out. Some of you are, are driving a hoopty. Amen. Your car's on its last leg. We said, well, at least I don't have to take the bus. Praise the Lord. Things get worn out over time, and we either decide to replace it or renew it. Sometimes relationships get worn out in our lives, all right? It could be relationships with family, relatives. Come on, it could be relationships with spouses, amen, and with friends. They get worn out, and either we can decide to replace it or renew it. Our relationship with God can get quite alarming at times, quite discouraging at times. We could either replace it or renew it. The power of uh, anniversary is a time of reflection, but also a time to renew. Last week on September the 7th, my wife and I, we celebrated nine years of marriage. Amen? Amen. That's like 25 years these days. Amen. A couple of them make it to the first year before getting divorced and signing a prenup and everything else. Amen. But we made it nine years. But every year, we make it a point to look at either our wedding video, look at our photos, from the way to remember and to continue to rekindle that love, to renew our relationship with each other. So you can either replace or renew. The time when men go through their life changes, what they said, they, get a, they replace their wife and get a new one. <laughs> they, replace, they, get a, they replace the car and get a red one. Come on. We either replace or renew, and that's many things that we do in our lives. What does God need to renew in you this morning? You see, we replace material things, but God renews living things. I'll say that again. We replace material things. This stuff will fade away. But the things that are living die long to renew. 
So what does God want to renew in you today? I would dare say that God wants to renew in us today a spiritual consistency. A spiritual consistency. Many of us find, find ourselves being spiritually inconsistent. Like I said, we don't pray the way we used to. We come to church sporadically. You know, we, we, we read our Bible. We, we, we don't share our faith. We, we don't even wholly believe anymore. There's a book out called Christian Atheist. It's like, what is a Christian atheist? That's, that's an oxymoron. That doesn't make sense. It's a person who believes in God but acts like he does not exist. I come to church on Sunday. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But that by the time Monday come, I act like he don't even exist anymore. I'm living like God ain't real. I'm getting moved by problems and situations that other people are getting moved by, and I'm acting like I can't go to God with my problem. Last time I checked, the word said, cast onto me all your burdens. That's what the Bible says. Give your burdens to me. Give, give me your problems. Give me your heartache. Give me your pain. And, and I'll give you peace. I'll give you rest. We act like he doesn't exist. God wants to give us a, a spiritual consistency. He wants to come against the doubts that we're facing around us. Many of us, we face doubts every day. Faith is not something that is always seen. The Bible says we are to walk by faith and not by that means we ain't going to always see it. And many times we'll have issues with our faith and that will cause us to become spiritually inconsistent because we think we figure God out. I got God in a box. I understand how God works. I understand the formula. God is not a formula. God is infinite and you are finite in your thinking. But God didn't answer my prayer, so there must not be no God out there. You don't know that. God is sovereign. God can do whatever he wants to do, whatever he wants to do, however he wants to do it. He's all-powerful. We can't figure God out. He just asks you to be in a relationship with him. And the longer you walk in that relationship, the more you get to know him, the more you get to love him, the more you get to experience him. God wants us to be spiritually consistent. What does God need to renew in you? I would dare say God wants to renew spiritual strength in us. How many of you find yourself spiritually weak at times? You just feel weak like, man, I can't make it another day. I just feel tired. I just feel like, oh, God. You know, I know I'm supposed to be strong. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good in the Lord. Amen. How you doing? Everything's fine. But inside, you're like, oh, only if they're really new. I can't really tell nobody this because everybody is looking to me. Everybody comes to me with their problems. Everybody was calling me. But who do I go through with my issues? Who do I go through with my problems? How do I handle this situation? God wants to give you strength. We're tired. We're exhausted. And we feel overwhelmed. We need to be renewed today. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 10, and I've been reading from the New Living Translation, it says, put on your new nature. Everybody said new nature. New nature. Amen. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Read again. Put on 
your new nature. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the, cur- the, 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 the um, writing the book of Colossians. Amen. And he's talking about putting on the new nature. He says, since you have received Christ in your life, since you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you've made Jesus the Lord of your life. He is your Savior. He said, put on your new nature. In other words, he's saying there's something new that happens when you accept Christ in your life. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. In other words, we're not under the law of sin and death. In other words, God has cleansed us from our sinful nature. In other words, God has given us power to live righteously. He's given us power to do things the way he created us to do things. So before you might struggle and say, oh, God, I, I, I shouldn't sleep with Bobby, but Bobby looks so good. Well, I, I can't help myself, so I'm just going to do it. But once you accept Jesus Christ, he gives you the power to say no. Now, see, the problem is we get saved, and God says don't do it, but we don't put on the new nature, and so we continue to do the things that we used to do. And he's like, well, I can't help myself. No, you can help yourself. God's giving you the help, but are you receiving the help? So, I mean, there's no reason why you need to fail, fail your courses. There's a whole bunch of help around you. You got tutors. You got, you got extra credit. You got everything you need. You still fail. Well, that's not, that's, 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 that's not our fault. That's your fault because you didn't, cho- you didn't choose to take the help that was around. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you what? Learn to know your creator and become what? Like him. Now, let's go deeper to that scripture. Because sometimes we read the scripture like, oh, that's nice. Let's read it. But let's really get deeper to what it means. Now, the Bible was written originally. The Bible is not originally written in English. We know that as we study the history of the word of God. The Bible was written in Greek and in Hebrew. Amen. So those are the two major languages. The book of Daniel was written in Aramaic. But we get into that whole nother time. That's theology class 101. But as we talk about the word of God in the New Testament, we know the New Testament was written in Greek. So sometimes you need to go back to the original language to understand what the author was really trying to say. And so when we look at the word renew, everybody say renew, amen. That word renew in the Greek means to make like new, to give new strength, to refresh, to renovate, or to rejuvenate. So when it talks about Put on your new nature and be renewed. He's saying, put on your new nature and be made like new. Be given strength. Be refreshed. Be renovated. Be rejuvenated. Think about some of you have gone to a spa before. And we go to the spa, you get that massage and, and, and you, you get that rub down. You feel like renewed. You feel refreshed. Like, woo, I just feel like a ton of bricks has got pulled off me before we fresh. He's saying, be renewed. Be refreshed. Be rejuvenated. That's what he's calling us to be this morning. What is interesting is we see renewal throughout life. When our body sleeps at night, what are we doing? Our body's repairing itself. It's renewing. That's why it's proper to get your six to eight hours of sleep every night. Not up all night on Twitter and Facebook. Amen. I see some of y'all. Proper to eat. When you eat, you're renewing your body. Amen? Have my smoothie this morning. I feel renewed. I feel strengthened. Amen? You go through seasons of change in your body. 
Amen? Ladies, gentlemen, we go through seasons of changes in our body. I can't do some of the things I used to do when I was 15 and 16. But we go through changes. Even now in my 30s, I can't do some of the things I used to do in my 20s. Like, ooh, God, I'm still the age coming off. Because there's a season of change. Jesus even withdrew himself from the crowd, the Bible says. And he went up on a mountain to pray. And many times he prayed all night. He got himself renewed, renewed, renewed. He got himself recharged. God even rested on the seventh day. Come on, after he did all that work for six days straight, and he said, you know what, it was good. It was good. He praised himself. He said, it was good what I did. And on the seventh day, the Bible said he, he rested. Amen. So there are signs of renewal around us everywhere. Everywhere. It might not seem like it's here in the United States, but it's here. <laughs> there are signs of renewal all around us. And we, want, we need to know that God wants to renew us. Another word that we want to look at from that scripture in Colossians, it says, starts off with the verse, it says, put on. Everybody said, put on. All right. I'm teaching this morning. Put on. That word put on in the Greek means to sink into clothing. To sink into clothing or to clothe oneself. To sink into clothing or to clothe oneself. I, I, I will give you an example. How many of you like comic books? You like comics. You grew up watching cartoons. How many grew up watching Batman? Whether it's the Batman from the 60s, the Batman's from the 90s, or the Batman movies now. I mean, grew up watching Superman. Remember Superman? Okay. Okay. When they transformed themselves from Bruce Wayne or from Clark Kent, and they put on that uniform, they sunk into that clothing, they became something new. Okay? When you put on that new nature that Christ is talking about, you become something new. It's almost like when you're a little child and you're walking in your mother's shoes, ladies, and you got her high heels on, you're trying to put her makeup on, you got the jewelry on and everything, you're trying to look like a, a young lady and you feel different. You're like, Mommy, I'm just like you. Look, and she's like, Baby, you're not just like me. You got to grow in that. Same thing in this new nature. You got to grow in this new nature. Even, even, and, and, that's, and that's the problem where people say, well, Christians are hypocrites. No, no, no. Christians are growing in their new nature. Just because I'm a Christian don't mean I'm perfect. Just because I'm a Christian don't mean I got it all together. I might curse sometimes. If you step on my toe, I might say the wrong thing. I, I, I might do some foolish thing because I'm still learning. I'm on my journey. Just like you're on your journey. And so many times we will go through certain situations and circumstances and we might not necessarily do it the way Christ would want us to do it, but it's a learning experience. Now, that doesn't give us an excuse to continue to do it that way when we know that there's a better way to do it, but it lets us know that we are growing. You have to put on the new nature. You have to sink into the clothing. You have to sink into what God wants to give you. I think about those who put on uniforms every day, a firefighter, a, a football player, a, a police person, a nurse. When they put on that uniform, I, I, Marilla was leading worship this morning. She's a nurse. She, the many times she has to work on a Sunday, so she'll go and she'll change, and she'll put on her nursing, her scrubs and everything. And she's a new person. She's like, okay, I was a worship leader, but now I'm a nurse. I got to go work, Pastor. God bless you. Have a great day in the Lord. And it's a whole new mindset 
that she takes on. Come on now. Come on. When I get dressed to come to church on a Sunday morning, times I might wear my collar or something, there's a whole new attitude that I take on. Come on, you, when you go to work in the morning or, or when you're in class, there's a whole new attitude you take on. Come on, you don't got time for ch- too much chit-chat because you want to focus. You want to learn. You want to grow. You want to experience the fullness of this thing that you're doing. And that's how God wants you to walk in your spiritual life. He wants you to fully embrace it. He don't want you to become so distracted about all the things that are around you. Renewal occurs when we connect to the life source. Jesus is the life source. In John 15, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. In other words, if the branch is not plugged into the vine, it has no life. It's nothing like seeing a dead tree where the branches are just sagging because it's not plugged in to its life source, which is the vine. Jesus is the life source. We know we need renewal. Many times if we find ourselves being faint or worried or overwhelmed, it's because we need renewal. I heard one pastor said, she said, it's not time to be stressed out. It's time to stretch out. When you find yourself overwhelmed, it's time to stretch out. It's time to get plugged in to the vine. That's where your source of strength, that's where your direction is, that's where your hope is, that's where your peace of mind is. It's plugged in to the Lord. So what will God renew in you today? What will he renew in you today? Let's, Let's continue. I'm almost done. Number one, God will renew your spirit. God will renew your spirit. Maybe you acknowledge that you've been spiritually inconsistent. You, you sink into, you sink into this, 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 this place of being complacent. But God wants you to put on that new nature this morning. He wants you to be renewed this morning. He wants to renew your spirit. You need to sink into the consistency of Christ this morning. You need to sink into his renewal this morning. Sink into his spirit this morning. Just so we got dressed this morning, your clothes fit you perfectly. Amen? You slid on that sweater, put on those shoes, it was the right side. You put on those pants, it was the right side. It felt perfect this morning. Amen? Praise the Lord. Like, woo, okay, let's go. You looked in the mirror this morning, you said, my, my, don't I look good. Amen? Come on, you got to talk to yourself now. Everybody's going to encourage you. You better encourage yourself in the Lord. You better, come on, I'm handsome. I'm sexy. I'm appealing. You got to tell yourself that. Come on now. Can't be looking, oh, I'm ugly, and I don't got like this part of my body and that part of, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on. I don't care if you got jelly rolls, if you got bone, whatever. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on now. You got to take pride in who you are. Because if you don't appreciate it, nobody else will. Especially to my ladies. The first one to tell, the first one to tell you beautiful, you ready to give it up. Come on now, you gotta know you're beautiful before they tell you beautiful. But they say you're beautiful, I know, thank you. You are fine, I know, thank you. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. But I like you, okay, I like you too. No ringy, no dingy, come on. 
Some of that went right over your head. That's okay. Man. God wants to renew your spirit. God wants to renew your spirit. King David in the Old Testament, he battled spiritual inconsistency. He did some things he hated. Now, if you know about King David, King David was the second king of Israel. He was, he was God's anointed, God's chosen one. I mean, God, I mean, David was so special to God that Jesus Christ is called the son of David. Amen? David, King David is Jesus' great, 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 great grandfather. Amen? That, 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 that's, how, that's how much God loved King David. But David made some crazy and foolish mistakes. David was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was supposed to be out battling. That's what kings did back in his day. But, but instead of being out on the battlefield battling for the, for, for the nation of Israel, the Bible says he was out on the balcony chilling in his palace. And he saw another man's wife who was taking a shower. Okay, so first of all, he looked in the wrong place. He's in the wrong place at the wrong time. And the Bible says he liked what he saw, brothers. Praise the Lord. Hips, lips, and fingertips and all that good stuff. Amen. And so the Bible said he committed adultery with this woman. And her husband was out to battle. So he put her husband on the front line, Uzziah. And the Bible says he was killed in battle. And the Bible said he tried to hide it. And, and, and because of his adulterous affair, the woman even got pregnant. And he tried to hide and shh, shh, put everything on the hush hush. Sound like some politician stuff that's happening today, right? Try to hush. Ain't nothing new under the sun, the Bible says. Try to hush it. But the Bible says God sent the prophet to bring a word to him. And he said, well, that person who did that should be ashamed of themselves for doing what they did. And, the Bible, and God said, the prophet said, it's you who did these things to the Lord. And the Bible says he wept, he repented for what he did, and he wrote the scripture. If you ever read the 51st Psalm, that is David's prayer of repentance to the Lord for the sin that he committed. Some of you need to read that, like, Lord, I'm so sorry. And he wrote in this prayer, he wrote, created me a pure heart, clean heart, Old Testament. I mean, um, King James Version. Created me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Created me a clean heart. The core of my existence, the core of my being, God, I, I, I've been spiritually inconsistent. I'm acting like I'm righteous, but actually I've been doing some stuff behind the curtains that I didn't really want too many people to see because, you know, Lord, I, I wasn't doing the proper things. But created me a clean heart. Some of you are hiding stuff behind the curtain. And God says, I see. I see what you did. But if you just be honest, created me a clean heart. I don't know why I keep messing up. I don't know why I keep doing the things that I, I, I know I'm not supposed to do. I don't know why I, why I keep hanging out with the wrong crowd. But created me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. A steadfast spirit, the word steadfast means to be firm, to be stable, to be grounded. In other words, when temptation comes my way next time, I'm not going to be swayed to the left. Or to the right, because I'm stable. It's like a football player, like, 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 like a quarterback on the field. I'm not laying you through. I'm grounded. I got spikes in my shoes. I'm here. Created me a clean heart and a steadfast spirit. A grounded spirit, a firm spirit. A spirit that's been rooted in you, God. So I will not allow myself to become 
confused. God wants us to, to have a steadfast spirit. Same thing like sinking into them clothes, that new nature. Steadfast, immovable. That's the type of spirit he wants us to have this morning. When you step into Christ, what scripture says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Like, how do you put on the Lord Jesus Christ? What does that mean? That's what I have to put on. No, no, no. We're saying put on the nature of Christ. Because when you are, first of all, the word Christian itself, first of all, when when the whole term Christian came out, it was considered a curse word. First of all, it was not a pleasant word. It It was a mockery word. Okay? It, it, it was equivalent to calling a black person by the N-word. You get me? That's how, that's how that word was, to say, oh, you're one of those Christians. Christian means little, little Jesus, a little Christ-like one. You're one of those Christians. And the word stuck, and so that became the title for those individuals. Christians. You get, that's why we're Christians today. Christians mean they were little ones that were acting like Jesus. When you call yourself a Christian, that means I'm learning how to act like Jesus. So you remember in the bracelets bands, what would Jesus do? WWJD? Because I want to act like Jesus. When it says put on the Lord Jesus Christ, in other words, put on that new nature, I want to respond. I want to act like Jesus. I, I want to do things the way he would do things. How would Jesus handle this situation? How would he handle this problem? How would he handle this, this, this issue that I face today? I want to do it the way he would do it. When you step into Jesus, he will make your faith firm. I accepted Christ when I was 15 years old. I remember I had relatives, they would say, oh, you're just going through one of those spiritual phases. Just give it a, a couple months, you, you'll be back doing what you need to do. I'm a pastor today, that didn't change. I became more and more like Jesus. Still, I'm still, still learning how to be more like him. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. No one, when I got saved, no one went to church in my home. I brought my whole family to Christ. My whole family. My mom's not here today, but I brought my whole family to Christ. Still waiting for some other ones to come on in, but I brought them to Christ. Come on, I want to become more. What would Jesus do? I want to be an example. That should be your, that should be your prayer. You, if you really call yourself a follower of Christ, a believer, a Christian, your desire is to be like Jesus. He will make your faith firm. He'll make your walk stable. He'll cause your beliefs to be grounded. I'm not going to let anyone shake my faith. I don't care what the scientists say. I know what I believe. I know in whom I believe. And I am persuaded that he's able to keep me. Come on now. Come on. I don't, I don't confess to have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. But I know God is real. Because when I was going through my heartache, when I was going through my pain, see, that's why we have a testimony. That's why you've got to have a testimony. You've got to know. If I, if, I, if I ask you what God did for you, you have to have a testimony. What did he do for you? So if he didn't do nothing for you, why are you serving him? Because your mother said so? Because you grew up that way? No, you need to have your own experience with him. David wrote after he blew it and committed adultery and murder, 
He said, brokenness brings renewal. He said, a broken spirit, a contrite heart. So Psalm 51, you will not despise. Brokenness brings renewal. Some of you are broken today, but I'm telling you that God wants to bring renewal to you. I don't know you. I don't know your circumstance. As your face is different, so do is your need. But I'm here to tell you that God, in the midst of your brokenness, wants to make you whole today. He wants to give you renewal. He sees the pain. He sees the suffering. He sees the confusion. He sees the things that you're facing. And I'm here to say to you this morning, he wants to give you renewal this morning. He wants to do it for you this morning. Psalm 57, 7 says, My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. In other words, I'm so grounded that I'm not letting anything distract me. I'm going to worship you, God. I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to thank you because you're that good to me. Let me tell you something. You might be going through a season where God is pruning you. What happens when branches begin to grow awkwardly? Snip. Snip. Now, you know cutting don't feel good if you just cut your finger. You're like, that hurts. Sometimes God takes us through a pruning season. It begins to snip, snip, because he wants you to grow in the right way. Come on now. And sometimes he'll take things away from you so you can grow in the right way. He'll cut people out of your life. He'll cut a job out of your life. Come on. He'll allow you to go through a hardship. Come on. He'll snip, snip, snip. You're like, Dad, that's painful. God, I don't understand why you did that. Why did you allow this person to die? Why did you allow this person to leave my life? Why does this happen? Why does that happen? Snip, snip, snip. He is pruning you so you can grow. You can grow. Because if those things had stayed in your life, it would have stunted your growth. Because, you know, sometimes people can stunt you. Come on. If you look at all the things that you went through, it made you the person you are today. It wasn't the good things that made you the great person you are today. It was the rough thing. It was the bad choices you made. It was the situations you found yourselves into. That made you stronger. That gave you a testimony that said, you know what, don't do that. I did that. You don't want to go through that. Come on. It made you who you are today. So I'm here to encourage you this morning. God wants to renew you. And last, God wants to renew your strength this morning. Someone says strength. Okay, you need a shout at strength. Okay. Now, when we think renew your strength, we think vacation. We think, okay, you know, a workout, a time off. That, that's good. That, that's renewing your strength, right? You're getting refreshed and, and get renewed. But I like the context that's speaking of strength in the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 31. It says, but those who hope in the Lord, or that word hope means wait in the Lord, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That's a whole lot of strength. Now, come on, I get tired now after walking a long way, but they're not going to get weary. They're going to keep on going. We look at that word hope. That word hope means to wait, to look for, to linger. Those who wait on the Lord, who are in a place of waiting. Waiting is an active word. We think waiting is just like, okay, when it's going to happen, I'm waiting. That's not waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord is an active wait. 
I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on you, God. I don't know what you're going to do. It's an active word. I'm, I'm in a sense of way. Now, I'm in boredom. And I'm bored. And I'm going to do something else. Waiting on the Lord is, Lord, I, I'm in a stance of waiting in my heart. I, I'm, I'm waiting for you. I, 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 I'm looking to you. I'm, I'm lingering. I, I need you. That's a place of waiting. He said, if you wait on the Lord, your strength will get renewed. If you plug into the vine, if you plug into God, your strength will be renewed. You can run and not grow weary. You can walk and not faint. And when you wait on the Lord, you grow stronger. Waiting on the Lord makes you stronger. When you're connected to the source, it gets you and allows you to feel stronger. God had Israel waiting a whole lot of times. If you read throughout the whole Old Testament, there are times where they had to wait on him. When Israel Israel got delivered from Egypt and they walked out, and God brought them out into the wilderness, the Bible said they had none to eat. How did God feed it? He gave them manna from heaven. They had to wait on God for every little thing. Some of you in a place right now where God is saying, you got to wait on me for every little thing. Every little thing. It's a miracle your rent got paid this month. It's a miracle you made the church this morning. It's a miracle that you washed your clothes. Come on. Come on. Sometimes God puts you in that place because he wants you to rely on him. He don't want you to say, ah, I did it. Because, see, if you get the credit, God don't get the glory. God will put you in situations where he could get the glory out of your life. And that's why sometimes he don't want you to, to get hooked up to people and different things because they'll say, oh, I got her that, and I hooked him up. And God said, no, 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 I'm going to do this because I want the glory. I want the power. I want the majesty. I, I want the credit for this thing. We have to rely on him. Wait on him. Wait on him. When you know God is the source and you stay connected, your strength is renewed. I love, I love the fact that God gives us a Sabbath day, a day of rest. He wants us to follow. Well, you have to rest today. That's your, that's your time of renewal. Physical rest? Yes. Very important. You should not work seven days a week. You will not be productive. You will not. You might think you're getting more done, but you're really not. God has a pattern to life. Six days work, seventh day rest. Six days work, one day rest. Come to God's house for worship. Amen. This is your day of rest. Get renewed. Get renewed. Get renewed. Get renewed. Get renewed. Get renewed. Plug into him. Your only job as a branch is to stay connected. That's the only job. It's to stay connected. It's easy, it's easy to get connected, but it's hard to stay connected. How can we can say a prayer right now? We're going to pray today before we leave here, and we're going to get you connected. But the thing is, tomorrow you got to reconnect. And Tuesday, you got to reconnect. And Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you got to keep on reconnecting. You have to keep on plugging in. If you don't, you begin to drift. Couples don't fall out of love overnight. What happens? They start spending time together. They lose that sense of intimacy. The very thing that brings them close together is now bringing them apart. And they're still growing, but what's happening? They're not growing together. They're growing apart. 
you have to stay connected to Christ so you can grow with him. You can grow in him. In him we live, move, and have our being. It's in Christ this morning. So I'm here to encourage you this morning. I'm closing. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, it says, Come on to me. Come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I love the song that the worship band sung this morning. God is saying, come, come, come. I hear you calling, come. God is saying, come, 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 come. Come to me, all ye that labor and heavy laden and overburdened. He says, I will cause you to rest. I will ease. I will relieve. I will refresh your soul. God is calling us this morning to be renewed. Let's bow our heads, shall we? Hallelujah. While the music is playing lightly. I want to pray for two people, two individuals, or two sets of people today. Hallelujah. I want to pray, number one, for those who need to get reconnected to the source. Maybe you find yourself in a place where you're not connecting. You, you, you're not in that place. You, you, you find yourself burdened and, and getting frustrated and getting irritated. Easily, things are getting on your nerves. You you feel stressed out. You feel overwhelmed. You're like, Lord, this is just the second week, God. What's up? You need to get plugged in. You need to get plugged in. God wants to wants to wants you to come back to Him today. He wants you to get reconnected. He wants you to be recommitted today. He wants to renew you today. Hallelujah. If that's you this morning, I, I want to challenge you this morning to stand. I want to pray with you this morning. I want to say a corporate prayer over you this morning. God is talking to your heart. Don't look around. Don't think twice. Just stand. Quickly. Come on. Do it. Do it. If I had a million dollars, you'd run up here. There you go. Just want you to bow your head. Forget who's around you. Okay, if your girlfriend next to you, your friend next to you, zone out for a second. I want you focusing on God right now. Because He wants to connect with you this morning. He wants you to come to Him this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for each individual that's standing. Father, you know where they need, what they need is and where they needed at. Father, I'm praying for these individuals this morning, my brothers and my sisters this morning. Father, you know the burdens that they're facing, that they can't even, some of them can't even share what they're facing because it's just too painful, it's too confusing, or, or they're ashamed, God. You know what the situation looks like. And you know it's serious, God. Some of them, their faith are wavering because they don't know if you're going to move or you're not going to move, God. They have questions that need answering. But, Lord, I pray for these individuals today. And I pray by the power of the name of Jesus Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit, God. Lord, I ask that you will move over these individuals this morning. Ask that you encourage them this morning. Ask that you will speak to them this morning, that they will find themselves reconnecting to you this morning. Father, I pray for peace. I pray for joy. I pray they will put on the Lord Jesus Christ. They put on that new nature and learn how to do it the way you want them 
to do it, God. Father, I pray against the stress, the concerns, God. Some of them are facing sicknesses in their bodies. Some of them are going through financial hardships. Some are looking for direction. Some of them need comfort. God, I, I pray in the name of Jesus right now that you, oh God, will remove that burden, remove that hurt, remove that pain, remove the memories of the thing, the stinger, the thing that causes us to remember the hurt. Oh God, remove it this morning. Bring wholeness this morning, God. We, we need hope again. We need faith again. We're waiting on you. We want to be steadfast this morning, but we can't do it without you, God. And so I'm calling on you, Father. You see your children this morning. These are your children. These are your children, God. These are your children, God. God, I pray that you will comfort them. Be their portion this morning. They're calling out to you, God. And you stand there like you did with the prodigal son with open arms, wanting to wrap them up and love them, God. So, Father, I release peace. I speak peace to your minds right now. Peace to your souls right now. Peace to your inner man right now. And I come against the spirit of doubt. I come against the spirit of worry. I come against the spirit of fear. But God has not given you the spirit of fear. But power, love, and a sound Mind. You're not going to lose your mind. You're not going to give up. You're not going to drop out. You're going to continue because God is with you. So, Father, I thank you for what you're doing in their lives this morning. And I praise you for renewing them. In Jesus' name, if you believe that this morning, give the Lord a praise this morning. Come on.